Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the all-local St. Louis podcast. I'm Debbie Monterey with the stories from the KMOX newsroom for Friday, July 21st. I'm Scott Jagow. And I'm Debbie Monterey. The Francis Howell School Board casts a vote on a controversial measure to rescind any resolution that was not signed by the current majority of the board. The public comment at Thursday night's meeting was largely opposed to the notion, especially when it comes to an anti-racism resolution passed a few years ago. In 2020, for the first time in the history of Francis Howell School District, we recognize that our black, brown students, families, and staff have been impacted by racism and hateful people within our midst. Those comments, however, did not sway a majority of the board, including this director. We've got 75 days from now to either readopt, edit, whatever, any of these resolutions that might go away. We don't, we don't know what the board in 1924 put on as a resolution. We have no idea. There's no way to know that, is there? The measure to rescind resolutions passed 5-2. Brad Choate, KMOX News. A big step in the demolition of Jamestown Mall. A bid was approved last night to tear it down. The mall's been empty since 2014, and there's no start date yet announced. The Attorney General of Missouri is ordered to get abortion voter petitions off his desk. Attorney General Andrew Bailey accused of using a delay tactic to keep 11 abortion-related voter petitions from gathering signatures by a lawsuit is now ordered by the Missouri Supreme Court to move the process forward. He's now been given 24 hours to uh, approve uh, the auditor's fiscal note summary. Attorney Tony Rothert worked the case for the ACLU. He thought he had power to overrule the auditor and to substitute uh, his judgment uh, for the auditors about what the fiscal impact. Once A.G. Bailey pushes that fiscal note through, signatures for the abortion petitions can be sought, which Rothert says could be enough time before they're due in May of next year. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. The AG's office tells KMOX, quote, we disagree with the court's decision as we believe Missourians deserve to know how much this amendment will cost the state, but we will respect the court's order. The circuit attorney's office continues to bolster its staff under Gabe Gore in his first six weeks. But now the St. Louis Sheriff's Department is hurting for staff. Sheriff Vernon Betts. When I talk to folks about the number of employees that I need. And on paper, they're allotting me 170 right now. On paper, we have 151. I can't get the, 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 the courts and the judges and people understand that, that out of that 151, about 20 of those folks are clerical people that have nothing to do with moving the prisoners. Besides prisoner transportation, his office serves court papers and offers security in the courts. Office that's closest to us is the St. Louis Police Department. Their starting salary is fifty-three, fifty-four thousand. We are at thirty-four six. That's almost a twenty thousand dollar gap. North St. Louis County will be without a hospital to treat severe injuries like gunshot wounds. That's because SSM Health is reducing trauma services at DePaul Hospital in Bridgeton. That'll force EMTs to take patients to other hospitals further away. The reason given is low volumes of trauma patients. In a statement, the hospital says trauma care is highly specialized and best practices show they must treat a minimum number to maintain the level of experience required. According to the Florissant Valley Fire Protection District, of 11,500 EMS calls last year, 649 were traumatic brain injuries with patients taken to DePaul. But the chief medical officer for the Flow Valley Fire Protection District tells the Post-Dispatch 
match. This change leaves a significant hole in the North County area. A pair of bills regarding guns and police are headed to the mayor's desk. The Board of Aldermen voted 14-0 yesterday to approve a bill banning the open carrying of firearms for people without a concealed carry permit. Alderwoman Kara Spencer says that means police can confiscate guns from any juvenile and from adults without a permit. Police would take it back to the station, check it, see if it's been defaced, see if it's been used in other criminal activity, and most importantly, get it off the street at that moment. Also getting final board approval yesterday, a bill that requires police to clearly inform people of their rights to deny a consent search. Officers must also hand out business cards during non-arrests, so if there's a complaint, people know with whom they interacted. A few months ago, from the KMOX business desk, a few months ago after opening a Fields Food location in Pagedale amidst much fanfare about locating in a food desert, the stores closed. Now it seems owner Chris Goodson is looking to sell the whole Fields food chain to an employee ownership group. There are four other locations, Lafayette Square, Clayton Tam, Downtown, and Skinker de Bolivar. Goodson tells the Post-Dispatch he's been in talks with the employee-led group for a few months now, and the stores may be rebranded, no longer called Fields Foods. At the Pagedale location, the sign on the door says the grocery store will reopen under new ownership and management along with a new look. The landlord at that location is Beyond Housing, a community nonprofit. Another sign that the pandemic is over seems people who were desperate to adopt pets during COVID stay-at-home time may be changing their minds about their furry friends. We have intakes coming in every day. We had 110 come in just to the Olivet location in the last week alone. That's Kim Brown with the APA. With that many animals coming into their shelters and fewer than half that number finding forever homes, things are getting crowded, not just at the APA, but shelters all over the country. Another factor? So when we have a couple of years of just reduced uh, spay and neuter services, we're going to see a population boom happen, and it has taken us back. Um, we made a lot of headway in animal welfare, and, and now we've taken a little step back. Brown is hoping people will consider fostering a pet from their shelter. She says they'll give you all the necessary supplies. It is stressful uh, when you have a loud shelter full of pets, and a home situation gives them a better idea of what that pet might be like in a home setting for a future family. I'm Debbie Monterey. The all-local St. Louis podcast is produced by the KMOX News team. Get all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.